We continue with our COVID-19 coverage this morning with officials from Baxter Regional Medical Center. Joining us this morning, President and CEO Ron Peterson, Infection Preventionist Stephanie Free, and Director of Marketing Tobias Pugsley. Ron, we'll let you, as always, start with those latest numbers. Brad, well, thank you. On a statewide basis, we're up to 76,981 individuals that have tested positive with covid uh, yesterday, we saw an increase of, of 617 individuals. Um, there's active cases of 6,583, which is about where we were last week. Uh, however, the number of hospitalizations have increased since we talked last week. We're up to 459. We were just slightly below 400 last week. And uh, of those 459, 88 are on ventilators. And uh, there's still plenty of hospital beds on a, on a statewide basis, even though we're up. But we've had as many as uh, uh, right around that 500 mark. So there's still plenty of beds uh, around the state. And uh, as of right now, we've had 1,209 deaths across the state due to COVID. Um, Baxter County is, is up to a total of 290 individuals that have tested positive. We do have 63 active, which is a high number for Baxter County compared to the past. Um, the state is reporting one death from Baxter County at this point. And if you look at the uh, six-county area, including Baxter County, and then the five contiguous counties, we're up to a total of 1,154 individuals uh, that, have had, uh, that have tested positive for COVID and 230 active cases right now. I think Izzard County popped up uh, uh, quite a bit the other day, but they have uh, 40 that are in the prison uh, that with COVID. Um, as a system, Baxter Regional Medical Center has tested 5,842 individuals uh, that have somehow touched our system. We have 199 that uh, have tested positive. Uh, we've had a total of 32 uh, people admitted to the hospital due to COVID. Uh, currently, though, we only have five individuals in the hospital. We only have one on a ventilator. Uh, however, we have had uh, seven deaths uh, here at Baxter Regional Medical Center due to COVID. Uh, if you look at our employees, we have had 28 employees test positive for COVID, but we currently only have five. And, of course, I want to reemphasize those five are in isolation and are at home, so they're not here working. Okay. Well, Stephanie, some questions for you this morning. We've had uh, either called in or from Facebook. Uh, first off, can a person get COVID-19 more than once? So according to CDC, reinfection with COVID has not yet been definitively confirmed, but this does continue to be a subject of investigation. Um, but what they are finding is that people do appear to become susceptible again right around 90 days after onset of infection. Let's talk about quarantine times. Uh, of course, we've heard 14 days with exposure. Some, some schools are doing 10 days. So, so what's the latest with that? Yeah, so quarantine is actually when an individual has been exposed and they do not have active COVID infection. That's where the 14-day time frame comes from. Once they become um, active infection, so either they have onset of symptoms with a positive test or a positive test without symptoms, that's where then they are in isolation for 10 days following that positive test or onset of symptoms. Gotcha. Okay. Let's talk about air purification systems. They've been in the news recently. Are there some that can help in homes and businesses with COVID-19? Yeah, the biggest thing anyone can do is really the CDC recommends increasing the ventilation 
and increasing the amount of outdoor air used by the HVAC system. But there are portable HEPA uh, filtration systems and also UV light systems that now can be circulated through the air and that UV system will actually disinfect the air as it goes through. So those are things that can also help and aid in enhancing that air cleaning. Now, Stephanie, if and or when a vaccine is produced, do we have any idea how long that's going to take before we get it here in the Twin Lakes area? Well, that is definitely the million-dollar question right now. (laughs) Uh, From what we can gather, it does look like there are two ongoing clinical trials that are on track to end this uh, the end of this year. But it what they say is that if everything goes well with those trials, they could potentially end early. But we're not giving our hopes up, and we think that we might have a vaccine by the beginning of next year. We are starting to prepare. Um, There are certain requirements that we have to meet as far as refrigeration, storage, so we're starting to look at those things now. Any ideas yet on who will be able to get the vaccine? Is it going to be prioritized, or how will that work? Do we know yet? It sounds like um, there's going to be limited vaccines that are going to be started with, and so, yeah, I think there will have to be a prioritization, um, you know, with uh, potentially high-risk individuals, healthcare workers. Those are probably going to be the priority, and then as more come in, they'll go into Phase 2 and Phase 3. Okay. Tobias, any update on the uh, results yet from that community-wide testing event last week? Yeah, right. The community-wide testing went really good. Um, you know, we, we did get some results back. Roughly about 10% um, did come back positive. And, you know, there were some uh, several people um, that showed up a little late to the event that were not able to get a test. So what we've done is we've partnered with uh, UAMS again um, in our county, uh, David Stoltz, um, and we are they are coming back September 30th. That's uh, next Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They do ask that you bring a phone to register. Um, They'll test anyone 16 years or older. They will bring 200 tests again. So let me say that again. They'll bring 200 tests. So you'll want to make sure and get there early. Um, There are no out-of-pocket costs for the testing. And this time, Brad, this is, this is kind of neat, they're going to offer free flu shots with the COVID-19 test, um, which I think is a really neat deal that they're doing. And that's going to be at the Baxter County Fairgrounds again Wednesday, September 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Very good. All right, Ron, anything else you need to mention this morning? Yeah, I think, Brad, just that uh, the numbers out are not outrageous, but the numbers are definitely the highest they've been in our six-county area and in, in Baxter County as far as active cases. So I would, uh, you know, just continue to encourage people to wear masks. masks. Masks seem to make a huge difference and to watch your social distancing techniques as far as six feet. Sometimes it's just real simple things that we forget about that can make a difference. So I would encourage everybody to try to do those social distancing and to wear a mask. You bet. All right, great information. Thank you guys for the time again this morning. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. All right, again, Ron Peterson, Stephanie Free, Tobias Pugsley this morning from Baxter Regional Medical Center.